A reading from the first of the book of Maccabees. From the descendants of Alexander's officers, there sprang a sinful offshoot, Antiochus Epiphanes, son of King Antiochus, once a hostage at Rome. He became king in the year 137 of the kingdom of the Greeks. In those days, there appeared in Israel men who were breakers of the law, and they seduced many people, saying, Let us go and make an alliance with the Gentiles all around us. Since we separated from them, many evils have come upon us. The proposal was agreeable. Some from among the people promptly went to the king, and he authorized them to introduce the way of living of the Gentiles. Thereupon, they built a gymnasium in Jerusalem, according to the Gentile custom. They covered over the mark of their circumcision and abandoned the Holy Covenant. They allied themselves with the Gentiles and sold themselves to wrongdoing. Then the king wrote to his whole kingdom that all should be one people, each abandoning his particular customs. All the Gentiles conformed to the command of the king and many children of Israel were in favor of his religion. They sacrificed to idols and profaned the Sabbath. On the 15th day of the month Kislev, in the year 145, the king erected the horrible abomination upon the altar of burnt offerings. And in the surrounding cities of Judah, they built pagan altars. They also burned incense at the doors of the houses and in the streets. Any scrolls of the law which they found, they tore up and burnt. Whoever was found with a scroll of the covenant and whoever observed the law was condemned to death by royal decree. But many in Israel were determined and resolved in their hearts not to eat anything unclean. They preferred to die rather than be defiled with unclean food or to profane the holy covenant. And they did die. Terrible affliction was upon Israel. The word of the Lord. Give me life, O Lord, and I will do your commands. Indignation seizes me because of the wicked who forsake your law. Though the snares of the wicked are twined about me, your law I have not forgotten. Redeem me from the oppression of men, that I may keep your precepts. I am attacked by malicious persecutors who are far from your law. Far from sinners is salvation, because they seek not your statutes. I beheld the apostates with loathing because they kept not to your promise.
Dominus As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging, and hearing a crowd go by going by, he inquired what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He shouted, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. The people walking in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he kept calling out all the more, son of David, have pity on me. Then Jesus stopped and ordered that he be brought to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He replied, Lord, please let me see. Jesus told him, have sight, your faith has saved you. He immediately received his sight and followed him, giving glory to God. When they saw this, all the people gave praise to God. Verbum Domini. The reading from the Gospel of Luke today falls within the context of what biblical scholars call the travel narrative within the Gospel account. Jesus is approaching Jericho, yet his destination is Jerusalem, where he will be put on trial, condemned to death, and crucified. And Jesus' popularity has increased, and he is surrounded by his disciples and by a crowd who greets him in Jericho. Amid the bustle and activity of all the people, there is this poor blind man sitting by the roadside, begging. And at first it appears that Jesus is simply going to pass by the man, as if he doesn't see him. The man knows that something special is happening around him, and he asks what is going on. And people in the crowd tell him that Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. But they do not say anything else about Jesus. They do not call him the son of David, nor do they indicate anything about Jesus's divine or messianic identity. Yet the blind man somehow knows that Jesus is the son of David. The crowds addressing our Lord as Jesus of Nazareth only indicates that Jesus is a man who comes from the town of Nazareth. You know, it might give us some insight into Jesus's humanity and his human background, 
But this is no different than how an ancient Israelite might refer to any human being. They are usually addressed with their name and a title, such as their city of origin or the name of their father. However, this blind man calls Jesus by the title Son of David, which is loaded with significance. There are numerous instances in Luke's gospel where it is implied that Jesus is of the line of David, the line of King David, and that he will inherit David's throne. The reign of the last king in the line of David came to an end over 600 years before this episode. Yet many people held on to the hope that the kingship would eventually be restored. And now for the first time in Luke's gospel, Jesus is referred to with this title, Son of David. And since nobody had told the blind man that Jesus is the Son of David, it's not clear how he knew this. Perhaps this was something that he came to know through faith. Nevertheless, the blind man cries out to the son of David for mercy. Evidently, the blind man knew that Jesus had the power to do something for him. And when the blind man calls out for Jesus, some of the people try to silence him, which leads to him crying out even more. It is possible that Jesus was testing this man's perseverance in prayer. And perhaps all of us experience resistance to prayer in one way or another. There might not be an exterior voice that's trying to silence us, but perhaps there's an inner voice telling us that we're wasting our time, that Jesus is too busy to hear our petty concerns, or that prayer doesn't do any good. How many times do we listen to these voices within us? that try to drown out our prayers and our cries to the Lord for help? Are we determined enough to persevere in crying out to the Lord despite the voices telling us to be silent? This is what the blind man does. He pays no attention to those hushing him and instead persists in calling out to Jesus. The man is communicating to Jesus that he has a serious desire to be heard. He is not going to give up praying to the Lord until he gets an answer, even if that answer should be no. Instead of continuing to ignore the blind man and walk past him, Jesus stops and has the man brought to him. Whereas the crowd wanted to simply ignore the man and go on their way, Jesus takes the time to listen to the man's request. And perhaps there are many times in our own lives when we come across people who are looking for someone to listen to them. They're looking for someone to help them. They cry out to God for assistance, and yet no one comes to their aid. Everyone is too busy to take the time to listen to them and perhaps find a way that they can help or to direct them in the right way. And Jesus shows us by example that we should be willing to take the time to listen to other people, especially the poor, the oppressed, the suffering, the homeless, the widow, the orphan, people who are depressed, or anyone else who needs help. And while it might be our inclination to walk on by 
it is possible that God is calling upon us to be an answer to someone else's prayer without us even realizing it. How many times does a prayer remain unanswered because we have not allowed ourselves to respond to God's call to acts of charity? We could be an answer to someone's prayer, again, without even realizing it. We could be the person who stops another person from going over the edge mentally. We could be the one who helps a person get off the streets and save them from a violent death. We could be the one who provides a person with a meal that keeps them alive for another day. We could be the only friendly face that a person sees, either that day or in their life. Jesus teaches us to listen to those who call out for mercy. As Christians, we are called to be the eyes, ears, hands, and feet of Jesus, recognizing the poverty, misery, and suffering of those around us, and doing what is in our power to perform the works of mercy as he has done. And Jesus asks the blind man what he wants, and the man expresses his desire to see. Jesus says to him, have sight, your faith has saved you. Jesus sees the faith of this blind man and rewards him accordingly. Now we know from the example of Abraham that God counts faith as an act of righteousness. Faith is not something that is merely an interior disposition, but it is manifested in a person's words and in their behavior. You know, a person who believes that Jesus is Lord, the son of David, will act according to their belief. And this blind man believes in Jesus so strongly that he does not allow the obstacle of the crowd to get in his way. Having faith is not a sign of weakness, but a sign of strength. This man might have been deprived of a normal physical function, but he was not a weak man. His faith became such a rock-solid source of determination that he refused to give up until he got Jesus' attention. And this man should hopefully be a source of inspiration for all of us in our own faith journey with the Lord. Even if we might experience times of physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual weakness, our faith is the one thing that can transcend all of these conditions. And if we truly believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he has established the church upon a firm foundation, and that he has given the Holy Spirit to the church as he has promised, then we should be filled with the same confident faith as this blind man. And while we might never receive a miraculous healing like this man, we should be fully confident that the Lord will fulfill his promise of salvation and that he will complete the good work that he has begun in all of us, despite any challenges, difficulties, or obstacles we might encounter along the way. And so may the faith of this blind man be a source of inspiration and encouragement for us all that the Lord might remove our spiritual blindness and help us to truly see with the eyes of faith.